Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. How to not take rejection and some solutions to how you feel and how you act about getting rejected. Disclaimer, this is going to be a bit ranty. So please do not take this personally. If you are of any nervous disposition, beware right now, because I get that rejection is hard, but so many people are taking it badly. Now, I believe there are two damaging extremes when it comes to rejection, you taking it, how you feel about it, how you act upon it. And extreme number one is people get really angry, they get critical, they get defensive-aggressive, passive-aggressive, they get emotional, they get complainy, bitchy-whiny and controlling behaviours. But then the other extreme is they retreat, they whimper, they hide, they beat themselves up and they say to themselves, I should never have done that, I'm never going to do that again. And both of these polar opposite reactions to rejection will hurt you, your business, your, pro, your growth and your progress pretty badly. So I've got three simple things I'm going to cover in the next few minutes. Number one, section one, is how not to take rejection. Section two is what not to do when you get rejected. And then the third section is uh, how you can actually take rejection in a productive, positive way and what you can actually do as an action beyond getting rejected. Okay, then. So let's start with the section one, which is what not to do and how not to take rejection. Well, before that, I commonly get asked to um, have people appear on my podcast. Now, I'm always open and I don't mind being pitched or asked for things. But quite a few people, when they ask to go on my podcast, when I very politely and elegantly and respectfully decline them, act like a child, have a bit of a go at me, get defensive, passive aggressive, whatever, or a little bit of controlly, whingy, whiny. Now, I can give you this feedback just so you know. This is not personal to anyone. We all act like a child from time to time. We all go back to our past when we were hurt, beaten and rejected, and that comes out. But if someone takes asking to be on my podcast badly... That doesn't make me want to all of a sudden change my mind and say, oh, sorry, I made a mistake. You can come on my show. It makes me feel like I I make the right decision and they're probably not right for my show. And they've probably got some emotional hmm, feedback and lessons to learn before they might be ready. Uh, Now, I have no problem with being asked. So really, it's not about not taking rejection. It's about how you handle rejection. People aren't judging you for being rejected. In fact, a lot of people um, would look up to you if you put yourselves in positions where you can face extreme rejection. They would admire that, but they're watching for how you handle it. Often people try and um, come and speak at my events for free or they want me to come and speak at their events for free. And then they get all funny and weird and angry and controlling and complainy. When, you know, I don't accept their proposal, which maybe is way more in their favour than mine. Now, it's not personal because I get lots of speaking requests, lots of podcast requests, etc. 
But these are just a couple of examples of things that people take personally that I see that I can give to you as feedback. Now, if you request anything from anyone, I don't think it's good form for you to then react to them because you ask them. You're asking for something for them. You know, a lot of people pitch on LinkedIn via private message and get funny when people don't reply or get funny when people don't turn up or they perceive that they're being let down. But people aren't letting you down. People aren't thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. Okay, so here we go. Here is how not to take rejection personally. Um, Well, the first point is it's not personal. Rejection is never personal. Now, we perceive that it is because it wounds us. It stabs us. We feel it's about us, but rejection is rarely, if ever, about us. It is about them and where they're at, maybe about how we approach them. It's about their perceptions and experiences. It's about how how they were feeling at the time. Uh, And so it's rarely, if ever, about you and almost always about them. But I'll come on to um, some more strategies because there are other variables. The second thing is... Don't take rejection based on how you feel or your perception. So a lot of people feel deflated, demotivated, hurt, vulnerable, alone, not good enough. And that that, those emotions come to the fore. And by the way, they are nearly always based on your past experiences. Things happen way back in the past that your body, mind, brain in the form of triggered emotions You're going, ah, I felt like this back then, back then, back then, back then. This is exactly the same. And now I feel all those feelings compounded into the present moment. When in reality, that is not what the present situation is. You've just been triggered and dragged all those emotions back. Uh, But my point is this. If you take rejection based on how you feel now or drag the emotions of the past into the now, you're always going to take it personally. It's always going to hurt. And then you have, uh, you're vulnerable to lashing out or retreating and hiding away. So this leads me to the third point. So one is never take it personally. Two is don't take it based on your personal feelings and perceptions and past experiences. And three is don't take it based on the present. I see a lot of people do this. They get rejected and then they go, fuck my life. My life is shit. Everything is fucked. When in reality, There was just this one small thing they got rejected on. It doesn't mean they're a loser. It doesn't mean their life is fucked, their relations are fucked, their money is fucked, their business is fucked. It doesn't mean that. It just means one thing. So don't make your rejection based on how you feel now. It's best to wait to not react. But I'll come to that in a moment. And then finally, point four on how not to take rejection is do not take it as one sided. Because when you take rejection and it hurts, emotionally, probably not logically, emotionally, body, mind, you know, past baggage dragged up and you triggered immediately, you're looking at all the downsides. Oh, I lost. Oh, it hurt. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, they don't value me. They're all downsides. When in reality, there are equally balanced upsides to getting rejected, which I'll cover in a moment. Okay, so that we've now covered um, how not to take rejection. Don't take it personally. Don't take it based on your feelings or perceptions. Don't take it based on how you feel now and don't take it as one-sided. Okay, so now here is what not to do because let's say you feel vulnerable, emotional, angry, etc. What do people often do when they're emotional? They immediately act. So here is what not to do. Number one, do not lash out. Do not seek revenge. Do not take this pain and throw it out to someone or the world. I think you'll usually regret that. 
I don't think you mean many of the things that you say and you do. And I think that can cause difficulties with your relationships, your partnerships and the perception of you and your emotional control. And that will give big warning signs to people about how you may be in the future. Now, of course, this is not that easy. And that's why um, this is mastery, because when you master this, I think you master life. The set. For years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector, I'm a watch investor, and those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United, and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk, and he sources the higher-end brands like Rolex, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe and Richard Mille. I trust him, I've used him for many years, and recently we've done a partnership. Hence, I'm inviting you, if you want to start investing in watches and protect your money from the banks and inflation, to check out Broadwalk. That's B-R-O-A-D-W-A-L-K. And the website is broadwalkgroup.com. The email is sales at broadwalkgroup.com. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496. 878153. Obviously, only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. Second thing you mustn't do is try and control people, give them emotional blackmail, emotional leverage, and try and exercise some kind of you know emotional-based leverage on them. Control manipulation, guilt tripping, etc. Because I don't think that's going to make them uh, want to connect with you more, uh, want to deal with you more and want to form a, a, a better relationship with you. Then what you can do is trigger them and then they'll react back at you and then that triggers you and then you get in this washing machine of being triggered. So often arguments or, you know, big disagreements with people starts out as something innocent. Someone reacted and took it personally, lashed out emotionally because uh, they got triggered. Then that triggered that other person back. And all of a sudden it's turned into this massive emotional chaos that actually it's gone miles away from the initial thing, which was probably just a small thing, like how someone looked at me or what, what they said in an email, which, of course, is tiny. The third thing you do not want to do when you get rejected is make it mean more than it actually does. Don't let it spill out into every other area of your life. It doesn't mean your health, your wealth. Your finances are, you know, are completely screwed. It just means that you didn't get the property. You didn't get the deal. You didn't get the speaker. You didn't get on the podcast. You know, you got uh, feedback online in the form of criticism. But it doesn't mean that everything else is a failure. One failing does not make you a failure. The fourth thing, which you must not do, I believe, is say anything emotional or instantaneously or do anything in public or online. Because a lot of people are like, ah, oh, I'm so angry. You, you fucked me. I hate you. You hurt me. And they go, rah. And they complain and defend and justify and lash out and go aggressive online. They become a keyboard warrior on the, from the safety of their um, little dark room and keyboard. Uh, and then they show the world how they react when they get criticism and feedback. And the world will go, whoa, wait a minute. If they react like that to just that small situation, how are they going to react to me? So it pushes people away. And of course, stuff you say and do online can stay there forever. So you could say something once when you're emotional that you regret forever, and then you can't get it uh, back off because it's there on Google or there on YouTube or there on a forum.
The fifth thing you must not do when you get rejected is beat yourself up. Say, I knew I'd fail at that. I'm, I'm a loser. Why do I even bother trying? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not good enough. I've not got what it takes. You know, I'm a failure. I'm pathetic. You must not say that to yourself because one rejection doesn't mean a failure. One failing does not mean a failure. It just means that in this instance, you needed to approach it differently or that you, you got the person at the wrong time or you just need to improve something or you need to wait and be more patient or many other reasons for the apparent rejection. Um, and then the, the sixth thing you must not do uh, when you get rejected is to retreat to hide, to say, I'm never doing that again. That was painful. I shouldn't have done it. I did it. I failed. I'm never doing it again. Bye. I'm going back to my man cave or my dark room and I'm never speaking to anyone again. I'm going to live in my pants. That, you must not do that. You must keep coming back for more rejection, more rejection, more rejection, more rejection. And I know that sounds like a bit of a paradox, but I'll cover that in a moment. Okay. So part three then is here is how to take rejection well, how to take it, what to do. Now, it always starts with the emotion before the action because the emotion triggers the action. So I think the first thing you can do with uh, rejection is to take it graciously, i.e. smile and breathe and don't speak and wait and think and be kind, which I think then leads to an elegant response, which again is with kindness and patience and introspection and the growth mindset and a desire to grow and improve and seek feedback. Um, the second thing that is really powerful when you get rejected is to be grateful. Gratitude is a gift. So rejection is a gift if you're grateful for it. I'm grateful that they replied to me. I'm grateful that they took the time to consider me to reject me. I'm grateful that I have the chance to engage with this person and get some feedback. I'm grateful that it's challenging me to grow. I'm grateful that it's triggering some emotions. So therefore, I can figure out what those emotions are and maybe go back and own those. And all rejection is a gift if I can see the balanced upside, which is point three. Um, rejection always has a balanced equal upside. It always has lessons to give you. So if you feel strong negative emotion towards a, a rejection, it's because you're, you are unconsciously and emotionally seeing mostly, if not all, downside. Pain, weakness, vulnerability, failure. When in fact, what rejection really is, is growth, lessons, a test and preparing you for the next level, a sign that you're putting yourself out there more and that you've got what it takes to even put yourself in a position to be rejected, which most people don't do. So when you see all the balanced upsides, it becomes a gift. You learn from it and you grow from it. Now, I know this for a fact. You can see all the balanced upsides because you're wise and you're human and you get that everything has an upside when you're not emotionally triggered. So this is the thing. Isolate yourself for a bit. Think, don't write. Consider, don't react. Go introspective and thoughtful and look at um, what this means and feel the emotion rather than, you know, lash out or defend or complain or be critical or take things out on other people. So that leads me to the fourth thing on how to take rejection is without emotion. Let the emotion pass. Don't bring the past, your previous baggage and your past experiences into this future, sorry, into this present future situation. Because how you're getting rejected now is actually nothing like all those times in your past. Your body just thinks it is and it triggers an emotion which brings all of those memories into a feeling. When in reality, every new rejection is a new unique form of rejection from a new individual, even if there are similarities to the past. So you don't want the past to damage uh, the present and the future. So try and let the emotion subside. Now, you're allowed to feel the emotion. 
And so rejection is always going to hurt. Or at least when you master a certain level of, level of rejection, the next level of rejection is going to hurt. But breathe, isolate yourself, consider, think, have some time, let the emotions subside, and then you can take the necessary actions. Okay, the next thing is that rejection is a logical, natural, normal event or step towards success, growth, and progress. You have to accept and experience multiple um, stages and forms of rejection in order to be successful. It is a prerequisite of success because it's a precondition to make you strong and resilient so that you can take the pressure of success at a higher level. So it's a natural journey. So each time you get a rejection, you can go, ah, one more in the bag. Ah, one step closer to where I need to be. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. I know the emotion will subside in an hour or two. Self-awareness is knowing how long you feel really, whether you feel vulnerable or defeated or um, defensive or weak or shame, whatever the feelings you feel. And by the way, they can all be in a washing machine together. That feeling that you feel when you get rejected, and it can be different in different situations. How long does it take you to get over that? And if you know it takes an hour or two hours or 30 minutes, just make sure you don't react in that 30 minutes, hour or two hours, and then decide and react afterwards. I believe so many people are making really bad, damaging financial situations, life situations, personal development situations, world situations based on being triggered, like emotional spending, like criticizing people, like putting stuff out there online, which maybe they would regret when the emotion has subsided. So I don't, I don't think people judge that you get rejected. I think they're actually impressed that you can put yourself out there and get yourself exposed to rejection, especially publicly. But they're looking for how you act and behave and how you take it. And if you take it like a boss or you take it like a Zen, yoga, meditative, Buddhist, monk, whatever one of those is, if you take it like with like a pro, with class, people are going to go, wow, you can chuck all sorts of shit at Rob and he just takes it. That makes him a leader and a legend. I get rejected every single day. I still feel feelings of rejection. It hurts. I feel like a child. I feel like I want to lash out. I feel like I want people to understand me. I want to put my point across. I want to defend myself. I want to have a go back at you if you have a go back at me. But in reality, if you stop and shoot at every dog that barks, you'll never get to your destination. That was a pretty much a Churchill's quote, almost maybe, word for word. So I actually believe it's great to go and seek out continual rejection because the more rejection I get, the more resilient I get to rejection. Therefore, the more rejection I can take, therefore, the more success I can take because the success you can take is directly linked to the rejection that you can take. I get rejected every day by big podcast guests. Um, my personality tends to attract quite a, a bit of ridicule and online criticism and trolling. People close to me reject me often. Uh, my kids reject me. My family reject me. My partners reject me. It happens all the time. Uh, and my mastery of my mission, because it's about that, isn't it? Your mission and your mastery is do I take it like a professional? Do I sit and breathe and not lash out and understand? And also think about where they're at and why they're reacting like they are and, and take time and care about them enough to understand where they're coming from. And then I might not take it so much uh, more personally. So I intentionally seek it out. It's challenge, it's growth, it's progress. Um, you go from uncomfortable to comfortable to normal, but rejection never goes away because once you are uncomfortable with something and then it becomes comfortable and then it becomes normal, all that happens is there's the next level that is, is passed to you. Often people say, oh, I want things to be easier. I wish things were easier. I wish things were easier. 
But in reality, all that happens is what was hard gets easier. But now a new hard comes in. And then once you get uh, uncomfortable, comfortable, normal, then that becomes easy. But then a new hard comes in because you're looking for continued levels of mastery. Uh, and the one thing I've learned is the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And the better you get at something, the more you realize there is always someone better than you. And the more mastery, the, the more level of mastery you reach, you realize there is always another level of mastery. And that is the same for rejection. And that is the same for growth and progress. All right. So I hope you found this live stream and podcast useful. You're waving at me, Harry. OK, yeah, we'll take a few questions. Um, I'll, I'll also just do a quick summary at the end. But it looks like we've got questions. Thank you for your questions. Hit me up. Rejected. OK. So Steph has said rejection tells more about the reject or than the reject id. I agree with that, but I also think that it's balanced. If you get rejected, it is about where the reject or is at. You know, maybe they are not ready. Maybe you are not ready for them. Maybe they are emotionally triggered. So, yes, it's not. And they're not thinking, you know, I hate Rob or this is all about Rob. They're thinking this is not right for me and this is all about me. So the reject or is in their own mind and their own world. They're thinking about them and not you. That is true. But how you take the rejection, the reject E, that is totally on you. Even if someone rejects you in a cruel, angry, aggressive, defamatory and public manner, you can still own that. And you can just go, oh, that's just where they're at. And, um, you know, I've got to try and understand their situation. And I am not getting judged by how they're rejecting me. I'm getting judged by how I take it. And that's what you can own. So thanks, Steph. So Paul Moore Moores has asked, is rejection always a failure? I think it's never a failure ever. I think it can be a failing. Uh, I think it can be a lesson. But a failure is I am not good enough or it will not work. And when in reality, that's not true. A failing is this time it didn't work. This time it wasn't good enough. This time the timing wasn't enough. It wasn't right. This time I wasn't quite ready. But a failing can be improved and tweaked and you can go again and again and again and again until you succeed. Now, that being said, I don't want to put it too much the other way because people can read this and say, oh, well, it's never their fault, uh, never my fault and always theirs. Um, when in reality, if you do get rejection, that is an opportunity for you to go, hmm, how did I pitch wrong? Hmm, was the timing wrong? Was the wording wrong? Was my tone wrong? What feedback can I get? Can I learn from the reject or? Because I'll give you an example. Um, if you approach someone and pitch them and you get rejected, it may be the timing of the pitch, um, the position they were in, the fact that you pitched to the wrong person. So timing, the right person, the right um, sort of um, strategy and tactic for the actual pitch can be improved. So where you can get feedback on rejection, I think it's wise to do so. OK, so Paul and Steph have uh, done a follow up question, which is, does rejection always lead to growth? Um, it depends. If you go, ah, I'm a failure, I retreat, I surrender, I hide, I'm never doing a live again because someone, by the way, um, a few days ago, I had this massive spot, which you can just see a little bit of here, massive. And someone called it a second face. I have got two faces and they were because they were looking at my spot, not me. Um, and that actually did make me wobble a little bit and go, oh, should I wait for a couple of days to do lives until this ridiculous second head has gone? And I thought, no, fuck that. People don't care about the spot. People care about what I say. People aren't following me for what I look like. They're following me for my content. So if I retreat and I surrender and I never put myself out there again, well, that's not growth, is it? That is the opposite of growth, you, you know, you're green, you grow, you're ripe, you're rot, you're growing or you're decaying. 
So no, rejection isn't always growth, but you've got to turn it into growth. What's the upsides? What, what am I supposed to learn? How can I do better? Um, how can I take it better? How can I handle my emotions better? So you've got to see the lessons in order to grow. And by the way, if you don't, the world will keep throwing you those same challenges manifested in different forms, in different pictures, through different people, a continued sign. Here's another lesson, Rob. Here's another lesson, Rob. Here's another lesson, Rob. Here's another lesson, Rob. When are you finally going to get it? When are you finally going to get it? I'm trying to give you lessons. I'm trying to give you lessons. So something to think about. All right. Three more questions. So, I mean, Julie, Julie Hogbin has asked, is self-awareness the absolute foundation to everything? Um, look, there's so many things that are really important in your mastery of life. And I do think that self-awareness is right up there. Now, you can be self-aware, but still get triggered and still make mistakes. So I think self-awareness is step one. Self-control is step two. Emotional mastery is step three. But if you go, ah, I got triggered there, or ah, I know why I reacted that way, that's step one. It's like admitting you're an alcoholic or admitting you've got a problem. So I wouldn't say it's the absolute single um, fundamental rule of mastery of life. I would say it's the first step towards growth. Self-awareness, self-control, self-mastery. And by the way, that is exactly the same thing as emotional awareness, emotional control and emotional mastery. Because we are all usually, if not always, reacting uh, in terms of decisions and actions based on how we feel our emotions. Is rejection just feedback? I think it is if you see it that way. Um, I think if you see all rejection as feedback, then you realise there's something to learn and there's room for improvement and there's areas to grow and there's a way to get better next time. So therefore diminishing the rejection for the next time. So yeah, if you see rejection as, um, you know, not failure, only feedback, I think that's very productive. All right, so thanks for your questions, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. You are awesome. Go out there, get more rejection. Make sure that you continually evaluate and analyze how you felt and the decision you made based on the rejection that you experienced. And then approach with maybe a little bit more strategy, a little bit more calm, a little bit more emotional control. Remember this, my final word. You are not getting rejected. Sorry, you are not getting judged if you get rejected. People will admire you if you put yourselves in um, vulnerable positions to experience rejection. So it's not about rejection, it's how you handle it that counts. And when you handle it like a professional, like a boss and like a legend, the world will go, wow, look at this person, they're a leader, they can take strong criticism, they're strong, they're resilient. I want to follow them, I'm going to learn from them. And you'll become the great leader that I hope you want to become.